Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 57. Today, I'm going to break down who your ideal client is, what an ideal client is, and how you can transform your messaging to make sure that you are actually reaching the people that you are dying to work with. It is time to make sure that every person who signs on the dotted line is the right fit for you so that you can stay fired up and passionate about the work that you're doing and so that you can continue doing your best work and making the biggest impact. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash gold digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey friends, it's Jenna Kutcher and today I'm really excited to walk through an exercise that a lot of you have been asking about and it's something within the marketing world that I think is kind of like a unicorn. We don't really ever see it and we don't fully understand it, but we think it might exist. So today I'm going to talk to you about how to actually know who your ideal client is and then how to use that information within your marketing strategy so that you can effectively reach them through your messaging. Now, most people know loosely who their ideal client is, but knowing loosely isn't going to help your marketing efforts in the least. So let's start off on giving a little definition onto what an ideal client is. And when you know exactly who your ideal client is, you can streamline your marketing efforts and create a brand that's speaks directly to those you are targeting. And you can also repel the rest, which is pretty awesome, right? 
So, yes, we all dream of the easiest, kindest, most gracious human beings who are obsessed with us and who worship the ground we walk on. But that definition isn't getting us any closer to actually defining who this dream client really is. So what exactly is an ideal client? Maybe you've heard of people describe it as ideal client avatars or ideal client profiles or your dream client. And you're like, awesome for you. But like, I don't even know who that is or who specifically I'm trying to reach. Let me help you today. So your ideal client is a person whose exact needs are met through your offer. Let me apply that again. It is a person whose exact needs are met through your offer. And that's right. Like you are fulfilling their exact needs through whatever it is you offer, whether that's a product or a service or something else. And so when you think of an ideal client, it doesn't have to be this like worshiper of who you are and what you do, but your ideal client and the person that you should be trying to target is somebody who you can fill their exact needs through whatever it is that you're offering. Pretty simple, right? That kind of breaks it down and removes the whimsy from it and helps you maybe start to understand a little bit deeper about what we're talking about when we talk about ideal clients. So when you think about it, it's someone who obviously benefits or gets value from your product or service, but it's also someone you most want to target with your marketing based on your current business goals. So... The perfect ideal client would be somebody who values what you have to offer and helps move your business forward in the direction that you want to go. So one thing that a lot of people don't teach about when they're talking about ideal clients is actually looking ahead instead of just saying, okay, what do I need right now? It needs to have a bigger picture to it. And so if you know you are moving towards a new direction, then you want to start attracting clients who are at least moving you inch by inch in the direction you're going. When I first started photography, my ideal client looks totally different than it does today. And I can honestly say that every single year of business, my ideal client shifted more and more into the direction of who I'm serving today. And I truly believe that the clients that I'm serving today are meant to be my clients. My job is so easy. We automatically click. They fully trust me. We have this honest respect for one another and it just feels so natural. But it wasn't always like that. My first year as a photographer, I had hustled hard. I was living in a village of 1,200 people, and I knew that I needed to book 25 weddings in order to match my corporate salary, which would allow me to put in my notice. And so I had to book total strangers. And at the time, I was definitely a budget photographer. And when you're just starting out, you can't charge thousands upon thousands of dollars because you don't have a portfolio that allows you to do that. And so my ideal client, my first year of business were clients that were a lot like me. I was 23 years old. I was getting married. I was straight out of college. I didn't have a lot of money. I was excited to be a bride. I loved wedding magazines and things, but I had to DIY a lot of my stuff because I couldn't afford the beautiful details. And that was a lot of what I attracted that first year. A lot of price shoppers, a lot of people who just needed a photographer. They definitely didn't need someone specific. 
And after that year, I slowly started moving in the direction that I land myself in today. Now, my ideal client today looks very different. They're usually in their mid-30s. They usually went into higher education. So I work with a lot of dentists, doctors, lawyers, attorneys, whatever that looks like. They waited to get married until a little bit later in their life when they had fulfilled their biggest career aspirations. They had a higher budget, a greater sense of detail. They wanted to invest in the important things that mattered the most to them. They have an affinity to their friends and family. They're very laid back, but they definitely have a higher taste value than my initial clients. Now, as you can see, those two client profiles are very different and it took me a solid six years to transition that. But I can confidently tell you as we start to dig into this material that every single year, my ideal client transformed a little closer to who it was that I was dreaming of working with. And I just have to give a shout out to any of my past brides because I can confidently say that somehow I have been so blessed to attract the most incredible human beings, the most generous kind, loving, peace-giving clients in the world. And I love each and every single one of them. So where do we start when we start talking about ideal clients? Now, A lot of times people will give you different exercises, but I think that sometimes those exercises forget to start at the very most important place, which is it starts with you. It doesn't start with knowing who someone else is or to figure out where they shop or what they do. It has to start with you. And I know it might feel funny because we're trying to figure out who it is that your perfect client might be, but you first have to be able to know what you do and who it is that your business is serving. What actually benefits the most from your business? Who are you giving the biggest benefit to? You can't just define who you want to find the most benefit. You have to take a step back and say, right now, who specifically is currently benefiting the most from my current offer? Now, this might shock a few of you and you might start thinking of your responses and not like them. But one of the biggest problems is if you start to just define and hash out who your dream client is, you might neglect the fact that what you're putting out into the world as your current offers, it might not be serving those people that you've been longing to work for. I see it all the time. A lot of entrepreneurs are struggling to reach the right people and they want to complain about it. And I get it. It's frustrating. But here's the thing. Is what you're putting out into the world, is your offer or your product or your service actually speaking to benefit those dream clients that you feel you're not attracting? Because if it's not, that's probably where your gap is. It starts with you. And I think a lot of things in business start with you. And a lot of times as human beings, we like to start with everyone else. So it's not enough to just say like, I'm a wedding photographer. You want to specify a little clearer so that you can already start attracting and repelling. Now, we talk a lot about attracting or repelling, but let's be honest, nobody likes to repel. We all love to be loved. We all love to be admired. But the truth is that attracting or repelling can be one of the most powerful ways that you can actually reach 
and meet and book your dream clients because it becomes very clear who it is that you want to work with. And your messaging can get so clear that they know, yes, she is speaking directly to me. So I'm not just going to say I'm a wedding photographer. I could then maybe go a step further and say I'm a Wisconsin wedding photographer. Or I could take it another step forward and say I'm a Wisconsin wedding photographer focused on couples who are planning marriages more beautiful than their weddings. I could keep going on and on and on and getting more and more specific, but even right there, I'm listing my geographic area. I'm listing my area of expertise. I'm listing my art and my medium photography. And I'm letting people know that I work with a more laid back couples who believe in the commitment of marriage. So when you can get a little bit more specific about what you do and who you're serving and kind of make that a part of how you describe you, it can really help to start set those boundaries and start the attracting and repelling process that's going to get you a step closer to that dream client. So the next step of the process is to study your industry. And yes, this means checking out the competition, or as I like to call it, the community. Now, competition is not always a bad thing. You want to make sure that you kind of can see what you're up against, where there are potential gaps in the industry, and where you can carve out your very own place. Now, when I first started out, I felt like a photographer. I was just this girl with a Craigslist camera trying to make a living. And I wanted so desperately just to blend in. That's all I wanted. And so I did all kinds of research so that I could appear just like everyone else in my industry. And thus, I was led to be constantly price shopped. Why? Because at the time, price was the only differentiator from me and the next photographer and the next photographer. We all looked the same. We all used the same cameras, the same presets, the same templates. And so at the time, I didn't realize that blending in was probably the worst thing I could do. And trust me when I say it, it takes confidence to be a little bit more bold and to go against the flow. But I always say only dead fish go with the flow. So when you actually start to figure out where you fit into the puzzle and you can carve out your own niche market for yourself, you're going to be able to decipher who you're speaking to and be able to speak a little clearer to them. I love the quote, the riches are in the niches, and I couldn't agree more. When you can get more specific, take that very broad title, break it down and tell me exactly who you are, what you do and who you're serving, you're going to be able to speak so much clearer to the market that you're in. And when you can get even more specific and communicate that well, you're going to reach that ideal client a lot faster and a lot more effectively than if you just go out and set out to blend in. So now it's time to look at your business and to set goals. If you know me, I'm a huge fan of goal setting, although I definitely think that you have to be really smart about how you're setting your goals so that you don't feel like a failure or a disappointment. But I want for you to really ask yourself some honest questions. Are you serving people that you absolutely love right now? Awesome. If you're not... It's time to start strategizing on how you can target people who truly value what you have to offer. 
Your current clients, well, they might not be your ideal clients, but when you can set clear goals for your business, it helps people become more black and white in terms of if moving forward with them is the best fit for you and where you want to ideally head. So when you take a look at who your clients are right now, if you have a whole lineup of clients, there's a good chance that there are some clients that you absolutely adore working with or working for, and that there are some clients who just seem to be a little bit of a headache or a pain in your booty. Now, it's not to say that either of these people are bad people or perfect people, but you know in your gut who it is that you love working for. And a lot of times we don't take the time to actually analyze why that is the way it is. But there is so much truth in your gut game. And that's exactly what I call it. Your gut, it's telling you something. And a lot of times we like to ignore it and let our mind or our heart take over. But when you can start to listen to your gut game and start to really look at who you're serving and who's a good fit and who's maybe not the perfect fit, you can really start to decipher and communicate characteristics that are the right person for you, leading you one step closer to actually understanding who it is that your ideal client might be. Are you avoiding ordering business cards because you know your website is a hot mess? Maybe you haven't updated your portfolio in two years. You still haven't fixed those broken links and don't even get me started about the design. Yeah, I was there. Actually, it was just a year ago and I made a giant leap onto a new platform for me, Show It. And that's where my website lives and I honestly couldn't be happier. It is so easy to use. I can pop in and make edits without having to contact my designer every time I notice a typo and their drag and drop features make designing a new page so simple and easy. I have never felt more in control of my brand or less intimidated by a website. If it's time for you to make a leap, I strongly urge you to hop on over to show it. They're offering 10% off all annual plans for all of you gold diggers out there. Just go to showit.co and put gold digger in the discount code box and kiss your website woes goodbye so let's take a look at what you've already done looking at your past clients it can help us see a lot about who you should be working with now this is painful but it's super important I want for you to go through mistakes Look at clients that turned into really hard to deal with clients. Analyze your favorite clients, the ones that light you up. It's easy to chalk up any past poor client experience with it being a challenging client, but chances are that it falls back on you. And I want you to just take responsibility for a moment. Maybe you failed to see the red flags or maybe you missed out on setting expectations with them. Think back to your most favorite client. What do you love about them? What made them the perfect fit for you? What traits do they have that you valued? I want for you to make an outline, have a plus sign on one side and a negative sign on the other. And I want for you to really go through and outline the good, the bad and the ugly so that you can sort through your past interactions and see more clearly who it is you should be targeting. Now, I recorded a full episode all about setting expectations with your clients. And a lot of times when I see that entrepreneurs are really struggling with a client situation, 
a lot of times I feel like our defenses come up and we fail to accept responsibility. But when you can analyze past client experiences that didn't quite go the way that you wanted them to, a lot of times you're going to see gaps where you failed to communicate, failed to set expectations, failed to reach out, failed to let them know the process, whatever that looks like. And so it's so important as a business owner to not just bury those experiences and want to forget them as fast as you can, even though that's likely what we want to do. It's really important to take a step back and say, what was this like from the client side? Like, what was their perspective? Where did I drop the ball? Maybe how did I not communicate that we weren't the right fit for one another? When I started to actually figure out who my ideal client was, it started to make it a lot easier to say no to things that weren't the right fit. It really removed that gray area and gave me a very clear black and white description of, yes, Jenna, this is a great fit. And no, this actually isn't moving you forward. And I think that even in my business, as we get approached for collaborations, for interviews, for all different things every single day, making a very clear stand has helped both me and my team understand which opportunities are worth pursuing and which ones are worth politely declining. And I think that that comes from having very clear business goals and also having very clear ideal client profiles. And so if this is something that you've never done before, I want for you to really sit down, do this exercise, write out some of the worst experiences that you've been through, because hey, we've all been through them. And then I want for you to write some of the best experiences that you've been through, because those are joys that you have to celebrate. And you also have to dissect those to really see who this ideal client is. So now that you know what you do and who you serve and you've outlined your past interactions, it is time to build your customer avatar or an ideal client profile. Yes, this is at the end of the process because there's a lot of homework you have to do in advance to actually have this work for you. The more you know, the more powerful you're going to be and the more targeted your marketing message can be. Now, you want to think about things like, where do they live? What influences their buying decisions? Where do they hang out online? What do they value? What age are they? What is their marital status? What is their household income, etc.? And I want for you to really think about as much as you possibly can about a particular customer. So a lot of times at this part of the portion, people will be like, well, okay, well, I have no idea how to do this. Like, how do I know where they live? How do I know? But If you could take your absolute favorite client and first just run these questions on that person, that's going to get you started. Now, let's say you haven't had an ideal client yet, or you're just getting started. Who would be like your absolute dream to work with? Like who would be the dream person you would want to serve? So I'm going to tell you about my client, Mallory. So Mallory and her fiance, they live in Chicago. They're both really successful people. They have awesome jobs. They've been together for many years. They grew up in a smaller town in Wisconsin and they're coming back to Wisconsin for their wedding day. 
Mallory loves to shop at places like Anthropology and Kate Spade. She values less, but with more detail. So she wants less things, but she wants to invest in finer pieces for her wedding day. She absolutely loves her family and her friends. They want to have a more intimate wedding ceremony where they can celebrate the people that have been with them throughout their relationship. They really are excited to celebrate alongside of their wedding party, which is just four of their closest friends on either side. They want to see one another before their wedding day so that they can hang out together because they really know that life is fleeting and the day is short and they want to be together. Okay, so that's totally made up, although I did have an incredible bride named Mallory who fits that profile very well. But as you can see, when you start to actually think through those things, it's easier to answer those questions. So where do they live? For me, they likely live in a bigger city, but they're coming back to Wisconsin to celebrate their wedding. What influences their buying decisions? They want value. They want really good quality. They want less things, but more value. They like to hang out online. So a lot of my clients are on Instagram, which is why I absolutely love hanging out on Instagram. They value their friends and family. They want a really laid back wedding day and they're usually in their low to middle 30s. So just looking at Mallory, it really helps me to start defining this person a little bit clearer. So now that you've kind of started to break this down, and even if you just have a more general idea of who it is, it's time to actually talk about how to use this. A lot of times people will sit down and do this exercise, but then they'll never actually put it to work in their business, which is such a shame because what good is knowing your ideal client if you're not actually focused on how you're going to reach them? So it's time to determine the best approach for communicating how your product or your service or your offer can help your audience and how you can incorporate that into your messaging, in your marketing so that it doesn't sound salesy, but that it reaches them in a way that inspires them to take action. So when you finally start to understand a little bit clearer who it is you're talking to, maybe you even just have a friend who you're like, they would be the perfect person to do this. I want for you to start changing the way that you're communicating about your offer. So when I go on to say Instagram or even my blog to share about something new that's going on in my business, some new opportunity, likely a new service or a new course or something that is in invitation, instead of saying something really spammy and marketing like, oh my gosh, save 30% today, flash sale, pre-sale, get $150 off. Awesome. I want to speak directly to the person that it is for. And I want to do it in a way that I would do it if I were going to send a voice text, if I were going to sit across from coffee with them, if I were going to send them an email back after I got their inquiry. And so when you can remove all of those spammy things that we naturally think of and go to when we start to think about marketing and start to change our messaging, that is where the real magic happens. So a lot of times I'll imagine my sister, Kate, and I'll think about how would I tell Kate about this? Here's a good example. Let's say that there was an awesome sale happening at J. Crew, and it was 30% off and it was ending soon. Now, the marketer in me would want to say, everybody, hurry, go to J. Crew. It's 30% off. Save today. It's expiring soon. Seats are limited. Go. 
make sure you go there. Okay. But here's the thing as consumers, we have been bombarded with so many marketing messages, just like this one that we have become so, so masterful at tuning those out. And so what have we started to pay more attention to? Well, we've started to pay more attention to specifics. So what if I took away that 30% off hurry up today message and I said, Hey girl, I just bought the cutest chino pants and oh my gosh, do they make my butt look awesome. The best part was is that they were only $30. Can you believe it? $30 to have a good looking butt and cute pants. I know I only wear yoga pants, but these were made for me and I have a feeling that they were made for you too. Here's a link. Take advantage of it. Seriously, girl, you got to go get these before they run out. Now, Would you respond to that a little bit better? Would that maybe not make you tune it out? Because you'd be like, oh my gosh, I got to see these pants that make her butt look great. Like, that's awesome. Okay, are you kind of catching my drift? Because I know this is just a weird example, but let's try it again. So let's say I'm launching a new course. Now, the marketer in me would want to say, oh my gosh, join my five-week program. It is amazing. And I'm going to lead you through 20 modules, six hours of education, and you're going to get more followers and it costs only $2.97 or there's a flash sale if you buy now, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's what we automatically want to go to. But I know my ideal client. My ideal client is Claire. And Claire is a creative entrepreneur who's two years into her business. She's making traction, but she's working around the clock. And she knows there has to be a simpler way, but she's not quite sure how to get there. Now, Claire has soaked up a ton of free resources, but she's realizing that she needs an actual plan to make her business run a little bit more smoother. So how would I speak to Claire? Maybe I would say, hey, you... I see you out there struggling with this algorithm. In fact, I notice when you use 30 hashtags and your posts are still getting crickets. It hurts, doesn't it? But I want to let you know that over the last five years, I've actually learned how to avoid that. And I've created this shortcut for you that I think would honestly take where you are, which is currently successful, but it would propel you forward and allow you to scale your business and scale your life. Because trust me, friend, you need a vacation. Okay, so that message might be better received by Claire, right? So I want for you to start to understand that as we talk about your ideal clients, I want for you to really break down what it is that you have to offer, whose exact needs you are fulfilling through the offers that you are currently offering or the new offers you're going to create after you realize that you're not likely reaching your dream client right now. And then I want for you to start breaking it down. I don't want for you to give up. I don't want for you to feel stuck with this one avatar, but I want for you to start thinking about how you can speak a little bit more clear to the people that you are trying to reach. Because a lot of times we start screaming to the masses and our messages are falling on deaf ears. And as a marketer who loves free marketing more than almost anything, I know how hard that can be. And so it's time to make sure that we are messaging 
our work and sharing our offer in such a way that maybe the five to 10 to 20 clients that we actually need to meet our goals are the ones that are listening and the thousands others just fade off into the distance or keep on scrolling. And we're okay with that because we're reaching our biggest goals with our dream clients. This isn't about pleasing everyone. My friends, you are not Nutella. You cannot make everyone happy. And so it's time to get okay with that. And it's time to get comfortable with creating messaging that attracts and repels because when you start attracting your dream ideal clients, you are going to be so fired up and so passionate and so excited about the work that you're doing that every day you're going to have to wake up and pinch yourself that this is your reality. So friends, it's time to get serious about knowing who your ideal client is, diving a little deeper into the exercise, asking yourself the tough questions, and really understanding how you can transform your messaging in a way that your ideal clients are going to love and receive and accept so that they can know, like, and trust you and soon they can buy from you. I pray that this was a super helpful exercise. I know that this is kind of a hard idea, but I pray that I put it together in a way that made a ton of sense and gets you thinking about who it is that you are out there to serve because we all have gifts and we all have the ability to make an impact. And today I challenge you to use your gifts to make a greater impact because the world needs what you have to offer. So until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And I am so thankful that I get to hang out with you every single week. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. You gold digging dream chaser, you. 